time to get happy. Accentuate the positive with Current Swain. With good news, reviews and interviews and the sounds of indie, folk, pop and rock. Always look on the bright side. You're with Karen. I'm here until 11.30 today, accentuating the positive on FM 99.3. And as I had said before, I've got this gorgeous girl, gorgeous gal in the studio with me. She's working out how to put those headphones on. Sarah Rowan Dahl. And she's a live performance artist. Is that what you call yourself? That's what I call you because it's interesting. When you call someone a live performance artist, it's like you're doing a performance, like an Mm -hmm. artist as in an actor or a singer. But you are actually painting while things are going on stage. Good morning, honey. Good morning, Karen. It's so great to have you here. And obviously you've still got your American accent, so you're unfortunately. not... You're, unfortunately. You're you're um, originally from up over instead of down yeah. under. South Carolina. South Carolina. So I know with most artists, I've got a lot of friends that are artists, they need to have that quiet, introspective space to get their music out of them and paint. Oh, I wish. I you're know. Right. You're different. So tell us, tell us about what you do. Well, I have the funnest job in the world. I guess we could fight on that because this looks pretty fun as as what you're doing. Um, <laughs> I get to paint live and entertain people with my canvas and with my paints. And um, it really took off when uh, I had a couple kids and realized that there is no luxury of time or quiet. <laughs> so I learned how to paint as fast as possible while they were sleeping and then took my enjoyment of public speaking and being with crowds and combined the two. Yeah, it's fantastic to see you work. So we're going to pop her on stage on Peace Day at the Peace Day Festival while people are singing and talking and Mm -hmm. dancing. And and what you do is when you're on stage or in a crowd or in a party, you sort of tune into the vibe, don't you? And you totally and you paint what's coming through you at the Mm -hmm. time. So it's like a an artist representation of the event. Yes. Yeah. Another fancy word for what I do is experiential painter because I love to give people the experience of the creativity through my work yeah 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 it's fantastic i love it so what brought you down under oh in 2004 i met my husband Mer- uh, an aussie no actually in the states we met in the states and i was like yo if you want to date me my dreams to live in australia oh. so a year later we got married and six weeks after marriage we moved to australia and uh, attended at Hillsong and just completely loved the country um, we told our parents we'd be back in two years, and that was nine years ago. Oh, okay. So he's an American as well. Yeah, so you Texas. Meet, so you meet a guy and you say, okay, if you want to date me, but I'm going to go live in Australia. <laughs> right. That's the deal. <laughs> Which is, it's not often defined an adventurous spirit, you know, like that. And that he, says, he yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we totally gelled and completely love the adventurous life we have here. Ah, oh, good on you. I mean, what did you know about Australia before you came here? Because I, you know, because America, mm-hmm. Australia is more known now. But I remember when Paul Hogan did his movies, you know, Crocodile Dundee. People, people didn't even know what Australia was, let alone a country that people live in. So that was a while ago. It was in the eighties. Yeah. So what do they know about it now? Well, nine years. Well, ago. thanks to Oprah, they know lots. <laughs> <laughs> But unfortunately, I had not a clue besides kangaroos and koalas and Vegemite. Um, one of my teammates, I was a basketball player in university, and one of my teammates was from Perth. And Perth. You said Perth. that very well, yeah. And uh, we were always fascinated. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen someone eat salad as much as you do. It's like <laughs> she was so healthy and fit and and had this excellent work ethic. And uh, I just became more fascinated. I loved her accent and um, her personality and... When I moved here, I was just fascinated with how people were so relaxed and calm, despite it being a large city like that. I just love how Sydney has that um, 
cuppa and morning tea and afternoon tea. Yeah. It's just like so delightful to just stop and breathe and enjoy each other's company. And I love going into cafes that say, no free Wi-Fi. Please talk to each other. <laughs> So, yay i love this country <laughs> that's so great before you came what were you thinking australia was all about besides kangaroo i mean what would bring you here to a country that all you knew about was kangaroos and and koala bears um, just the adventure of it well the adventure of it um i'd spent five years as a child in singapore right and uh my father's job it blessed us with the opportunity to travel a lot okay and so um just i had a love of seeing new cultures and new people and, and new experiences all the time. So, yeah. I suppose the adventure and the new, and the fact that you didn't know much about it was exciting to you. So once you got here, you thought, right, I'm here. That's it. I love it. Yeah, we went to the beach in Maroubra. Uh-huh. We just haven't left yet. Yeah, yeah. nine years later. Yeah, yesterday I was eating a, a fish burger, looking at the ocean, and within two minutes I saw my favorite animal, the humpback whale, completely breach. Wow, at Maroubra Beach? Yeah, and yes. just start slapping hay at me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, this is heaven. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, are, we do live in such a blessed country. I, I used to live up at Whale Beach and had a view of the ocean. Oh, and nice. watch the whales go past and wave at us all the time. It's great. Because, you know, years ago, the, the pollution of, off our coast was so bad that the dolphins and the whales didn't come anywhere near oh, the coast. Wow, when we were that. kids, a lot of the sewerage was going straight out into the sea. You could even see the brown spot. You'd see the coast and then you'd see this brown line where the sewerage stopped Oy. and the sea started. But they cleaned that up years ago. And so since then, the whales come and say g'day. Yeah, I love it. It's so cool. Oh, too good, don't too good. You're listening to Karen on FM 99.3. I'm accentuating the positive as I do on a Saturday morning breakfast. I'm here until 11.30 today. We've been talking with Sarah Rowan-Dahl, who is an experiential, what did you say you called yourself, an experiential painter? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> she goes out <laughs> into parties and events and sets up her easel and paints while things are going on on stage, while the action is happening and tunes into the vibe and paints some of the things. So we've had a bit of a chat to her this morning and she's said that she started it because when she had kids she had no time for that quiet <laughs> introspection to actually get on that canvas and paint so she had to learn to paint while the chaos was going on <laughs> and <laughs> and now you love it now you thrive on oh, the yes. energy oh yes if I have six months to work on a painting I go nuts yeah isn't that funny yeah yeah mm. I love that you've yeah you, that you thrive I was just saying to her before that I've actually never met or seen anyone do what you do she's also going to be present at its Sydney Peace Day Festival we're going to have her on stage at the Ampi theatre stage we've got a whole lot of we've got really chill vibe in the morning and more cellar like party vibe in the afternoon and she'll be there i don't know how, you can't do it all day obviously but you'll be I, there I off have. and on you've done a whole day oh i've done 12 hours while five months pregnant i can paint like seriously yeah. that was in toowoomba and i was like it was like 40 degrees and i was painting for 12 hours but i raised uh, enough money to buy like 25 dunnies in Africa. Okay. So it was worth it. Like, I love doing things with a purpose. Oh, amazing. So you were pregnant, 40 degrees. And, oh, my God, you're mad. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> I don't know how you did it. So you know, you're mad. That's you're why. Mad. You are. You are. You're mad. You're fabulous. You're fabulous. So, so how did you get into being an artist? You said that before that you were traveling when you were a kid, with mm-hmm. you were living in Singapore. Yeah. When did you know that this is what you wanted to do? I think the first moment I knew that I wanted to do art was the fact that Math was not my thing in school <laughs> and English was definitely not because I still guess when you're supposed to put a comma in a sentence, much <laughs> to the chagrin of my English teaching husband. Yeah. However, um, I love to doodle. And so I'd get in trouble in class because my teachers would say, 
that's more than doodling. That like looks like art. Focus on the subject. Cool. And yeah, I just started doodling and I was a basketball player. And then I found that most artists were very introverted where I was very extroverted and loved the stage. So in university, I decided let's combine the love for the stage and love for art and somehow make a living out of it. Because that is one thing they do not teach you in school is how to make a living from your art. Oh, make it happen. And and you are, and you're really busy. And and Sarah was saying to me before, you know, I booked her, I think almost almost September last year, I saw her doing this at Vanessa's soiree in Bondi. Mm -hmm. You were painting while some fabulous musicians were playing. Was it Mimi playing? Yeah, Mimi was playing. Mimi, one of my favourites. I paint Mimi's stuff all the time. Love Mimi. And uh, I just thought, wow, this is so cool. So since then you've like really revved up. Tell us about some of the gigs that you've been arting at. <laughs> okay, well this week I was at Spunk Monk. Spunk Monk? Yeah, it's this high techie thing where I was reading the email from office and they were it was so technology filled vocabulary that I had to Google half of it to understand what I was even painting at. And it was a uh-huh. technology debate thing of fashion versus function. So they had people from Google Glass and they had people with all these crazy technology advancements and there I was painting back and forth during the debate on whether it was fashion or function. And so they're debating and you're painting. Mm-hmm. So I was running back and forth and it's a corporate setting, Darling Harbour, just absolutely love it, love the crowd. And so did you have did you have a go of the Google Glass? I love technology. I did. I, technology and art together, it's nothing better. I think it's cool, <laughs> fantastic. So what's the Google Glass like, the glasses? Are they amazing? They they really are. I was trying not to, to love them as much as I did, but you could s- swipe your finger across and scroll and, and see, like, call your friends by, like, speaking to it and, you know, say call so-and-so and you could slide your finger and see the pictures that you took from your glasses. And from your videos, glasses, yeah. if like, your glasses become a camera. Mm-hmm. And, so, they're, and they're like your phone, basically, right. in your glasses. I was thinking it would be fabulous for my work to have a cheat sheet and have the image that I'm painting uh-huh. when I have a very short amount of time <laughs> yeah, yeah, in glasses. my glasses. So I'm not even, they're like, wow, how do you know how to paint that <laughs> so quickly? That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. And what other technology was there? What, what else um, were you talking about? This one incredible jacket I got to put on, you put your phone in it and if you don't know where you're going, you can look like you know where you're going, but putting the map setting into the jacket and walk and as you're walking, it taps your shoulder right or left or while you're driving, it taps right or left to tell you which way to go. So your jacket is speaking to you. Yeah. Now that is technology and fashion mm-hmm. combined. Yeah. So who won the debate? The, the fashion side did by a hair. Yeah. Because people are really concerned about what things look like more so than how they function. Really? In a sense. Yeah. Well, that, that would be a certain crowd. I don't know right. if that would be the consensus. Do you think that everyone is more concerned about what they look like? No, think, yeah, no. I think it definitely the older you get, the less you care, and you want it to do what you need it to do. Yeah, I have to say that's very true. When I was young, I was completely consumed with mm-hmm. what I look like, and now I don't care. Me either. Can't you tell? <laughs> you always look fantastic. <laughs> she does. She's colourful. She's hip. She's with it. She's got paint all over her jeans. It's fabulous. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. So what's been your favourite gig so far? I mean, you've done all sorts of gigs. Yeah. I had the honour of painting live at Parliament and the Great Hall. Wow. The Opera House. Um, Oh, gosh, I couldn't pick a favourite. I love doing music gigs with festivals because there's the sound from jazz to rock and just completely changes the the palette. You know, if it's a really crazy deep song, I find that I go in the deep colours and if it's bright and perky, it it just completely affects it. And I've got this incredible new easel that spins. Ah. Yeah, Tony Barber from Melbourne with artristic.com um, created this. Bit of a plug there. <laughs> he loves me. Um, I love this easel. It just spins. And so for the debate, I actually had two going. So they could both be spinning while I'm painting and just 
Yeah, it's great. Ah, fantastic. It's too good. What are you passionate about? What's your passion? Ooh, I'm really passionate about other people finding joy and peace in their life. Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about um, uh, having people find freedom. And so with my art, I really tried to exude that and to express that and for people to just have a good smile and a good laugh. And I love making people laugh. And so I'm really passionate about um, people being free to be themselves and enjoy their life. And do you think that your art expresses that? Like, do you think that your art is sort of helping people do that? I know that your personality is definitely, and and the experience of watching you is awesome, because you you know you're having fun, you're mm-hmm. dancing, you're painting, and then this piece of art is is being formed mm-hmm. in the moment. I mean, the experience is very cool. And so, do you think that it goes on when people hang that piece of art on the wall? Do you think that stays with them? Yeah, I've been doing it for a decade now, and the feedback I have from people still feeling so much joy when they look at a painting and and the writing me and, and telling me that is is really great and the feedback they get from the guests coming to their home and saying wow that's great and and they experience that same joy when they see it and you've done a lot of work for charity what's your one of your favorite charities my causes? favorite cause is the a21 campaign my heart is to raise over a million dollars through my artwork to help end human trafficking which they are doing very effectively and um Every 30 seconds, another person is trafficked. It's just getting so ridiculous. So what, what country would that be? Everywhere. There's 20,000 slaves in Australia. Really? Alone. Slaves in slaves. Australia? And there's 30,000 in the States. And the highest level is currently in Greece. Really? Mm. How, how, are there, how are there slaves in Australia? I, I don't, didn't know that. Well, people come here and they think they're just getting, like, from Asia, and they think they're just getting a job as a house cleaner, for instance. Right. Um, and what happens is... There's some cruel people in the world, including Australia, unfortunately, and they think that they can make them work 12 hours a day and not leave the house and, and put them into slavery conditions. And, ah, see. And also sex slaves as well. And how do people stop that? I mean, how do you stop that? I think raising awareness is the first step and letting it know that it is going on. And once enough people know, that there's enough outrage that can happen. And another thing that the A21 campaign is doing is they are going into schools in Kiev, for instance, where... It is also a higher level of trafficked victims, and they're teaching the youth about how the traffickers will get them if they aren't aware. So, for instance, you know, they think they're getting a job as a waitress in Cyprus, and they go there, and they're get, you know, and so they give them clues to look for so they get proper jobs and not stolen. Yeah. I've got to say, personally, I think that all our experiences is about our vibration. We should teach people about their vibration. <laughs> you know, seriously, because when you feel like a victim, and a lot of people do, they feel victimized and then the news perpetuates that, you know, you're going to be ripped off and you're going to, and you feel victimized. You do attract people that, um, yeah, that, that make you even more of a victim. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see personally people being taught about their vibration. It's like clean up your vibration, feel the joy and feel the happiness and the gratitude of being who you are. And you don't really attract the those people into your life but this is not a widespread message no it's not <laughs> but i'd like to see you'd like to see the end of trafficking i'd like yes. to see everybody every school child learn about their vibration and how they can you know attract and get what they want through mm-hmm. through finding the joy in their heart yeah and gratitude in their heart but this is something that you already do yes. i've got to say thank you, thank you. <laughs> how did you find out about this stuff a21 no, feeling joy no. and gratitude. I mean, what happened to you to sort of make you so happy? Oh, um, I was raised in a fabulous home. Great parents um, was blessed with that and raised um, to love God and love people and love life. And yeah, 
Just keep doing that. And keep doing that. Ah, the secret to life. So great, so great. So Sarah Rowandahl is going to be at the Sydney Peace Day Festival on stage all day painting. And how can people find out more about you? What's your website? Okay, people, get a pen. Get your thumbs ready on your phones. I heart liveart.com iheartliveart.com if you want to know more about Sarah and uh, maybe you know you'd be interested in having a look at some of her art have you got your art on the website yeah though most people um, find it through Facebook if you Sarah Rowan doll and find my fan page and like it for every like I give a dollar to help end human trafficking to 821 so like it and bombard all your friends Facebook sites and like my page and I'm also on Instagram at at Sarah Rowan at Sarah Rowan Doll, and I post my fresh paintings that haven't sold yet through Instagram and Facebook before my website because I've got two kids and it takes a while to finally update my website. (laughs) (laughs) So they actually sell faster through Facebook and Instagram because everyone's on there more so than my website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sarah's is Sarah Rowan, R-O-W-A-N, Dahl, D-A-H-L. Sarah Rowan Dahl. Ah, dang, it's been such a joy having you on the show. I love you. Oh, we were going to talk about Mimi, 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 because Mimi. We love Mimi. We love Mimi. Mimi. I've had Mimi on the show before. She's an, um, another American that is like traveling around the world playing. She's a musician, fabulous musician. She's living in Wellington, New Zealand at mm-hmm. the moment, or she's, but she's out here doing a couple of gigs and she'll be gigging next Saturday at Little Features. Do you want to talk to us about that? Yes. Little Features is located at the Hibernian House in Surrey Hills and it is a like artistic underground. It is a very, very unique building. It's absolutely unique. It's amazing. You wouldn't know it was there. It's just this ugly door on a street. You, you just wouldn't know that there no. was something behind this ugly door. When I turned yeah. up, luckily there were some cool people outside saying, are you going to this gig? And I'm like, yeah, where is it? It's like behind this door. <laughs> it's like a secret maze. It's like a-